Did you call bank? I call game. <laughs> Welcome back to Calling Bank. This week we have a very special episode because we have a special guest on the line with us right now, Walt Lemon Jr. Thank you for joining Calling Bank on Blitz Radio. Thank you for having me, man. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, for those that don't know, have been maybe living under a rock. Well, you were playing for the Chicago Bulls to end this season. You played the last six games with them. Um, how does it feel finishing, I guess, your second season in the NBA? Oh, it, felt, it felt amazing, man. It was always good to um, you know, put on an NBA jersey, play in the NBA. Got a long play from uh, my hometown, Chicago. So that was definitely... Um, was amazing. Yeah, of course. So let's let's start at the beginning. So in in 2014, will maybe if you want to take this one. Yeah, well, in 2014, you you finish up your college your college career, I guess, and and you're going into the uh, 2014 NBA draft. What was that like? That whole experience, and and did you have any expectations of of even getting drafted? Uh, honestly, no, man. Uh, I didn't really expect nobody to draft me because you know I, I wasn't um, you know I was, you know, projected to be no top pick or nothing like that. So, I mean, on draft day, I, I didn't have any expectations of getting drafted. My, my, uh, you know, my focus from that point on was just trying to get a workout with the team and just be, be seen in front of as many teams as I can in the summertime for workouts. So that was my thought process. Yeah, and I guess I guess you were seen in in the 2014-2015 uh, summer league with the Golden State Warriors as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which was a great opportunity. Obviously, after the draft um, and the summer league, you then you played in a whole bunch of different countries. You played in Hungary, Turkey, Greece. Did any of those leagues specifically stand out to you as one that you're like, yeah, I really enjoy the the environment and the the feel of that league? Um, I like I like playing in Greece. Um, you know, I mean, you know, you know, the basketball over there it was um, kind of similar to how we played back at home, but it yeah. still had the differences, but. It was most I was most comfortable playing in Greece. Um, you know, it was uh, it was a it was a nice country to play in, and, and nice environment. And um, yeah, I think I think uh, it was big for me to, you know, me being me going to Hungary, me going to Turkey, you know, me experiencing overseas a little bit. But then me going to Greece, I got a little taste of what it's like, you know, living overseas and just interacting with the people and stuff like that. So I think my mom. But the last time I was over in Greece was uh, my best experience overseas, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Did you did you have to change your playing style playing in those different leagues, or were you able to transfer what you played in in the, in the summer league and also later in the in the G League and the NBA? Was that transferable? Uh, uh, I mean, certain things, not everything. Definitely got to change the way you play um, when you go overseas because you know, unfortunately, the rules are different. You know, guys can sit in the lane. Um, yeah. You know, the way they officiate the game, the way they officiate the game is different. You know, the way they call certain calls, they call a lot of travels that they don't really call here. Mm, so we've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, we've been yeah, able to watch that a bit in the NBA. Yeah, that's something I had to adjust, adjust <laughs> to over there. But um, I mean, I think the main thing, uh, main thing that I did transfer, you know, was my speed and athleticism. So mm. I just used that to my advantage as much as I could, and you know, just try to, you know, just try to just learn how to adjust to what I wasn't doing as well as, you know, it's like I said, like the travel calls or just how they officiate the games and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm just curious, during that time when you've gone overseas, did you ever receive any contact from any NBL teams? Any of the Australian basketball teams reach out to you during that time? Or did you have any interest coming to Australia and playing here as well? Yeah, I mean, I don't rule out playing anywhere, you know, as long as the situation is right for me. 
But I think um, during that time when I first went overseas, no, I didn't, no Australian teams was uh, was interested in me. Because, okay. um, I mean, like I said, nobody really knew who I was at the time. So I just had to really work my way up to where I am now. Yeah, and I, I feel like you did you did just that. I know that people in Australia, including ourselves, now now know you. I would say quite well. Well, at least your basketball, your basketball on TV and whatnot. Um, so you go back to the G League in, in 2017, and then you get your first call up to the NBA with the Pelicans in the 2017-2018 season. How was that for you? Like getting that phone call and and being told that you were going to play in the NBA. Oh man, that was a that was a dream come true. It was an you know, after they got the call, it was definitely emotional. Mm. Um, you know, because uh, like I said, two years ago, no one even knew who I was. And, you know, I come back to the G League and I get my first call up. It was a, uh, it was a testament how hard I worked, man, and how how much dedication I put, to, you know, to my craft. So it was definitely, um, definitely a life changing moment for me for sure. Like I said, it's my first time ever playing in the NBA. Seeing how those guys. Just being, just being a part of it is just crazy, you know, just interacting with NBA players that you see on TV all the time and, you know, being on NBA floors, playing against your favorite players, stuff like that. So it was definitely a, a dream come true for me. Was there any game that stood out to you during those two 10 days that you had that, that contract with the Pelicans? Was there anything, any game there that kind of stood out as you're like, you know what, I can, I can play at this level? Uh, yeah, so I had two games. Um, the, first, the first time, I, you know, I had... I had, you know, thought, thought to myself, like, you know, I actually got what it takes to play at Bells when we played. We played uh, Dallas, the Mavericks mm-hmm. at that place. Yeah. And um, I got in, coach put me in, coach Gentry put me in a little earlier than I expected to be put in. Yeah. And he put me in early in the first quarter. You yeah. know, I didn't expect to get in until like late, late second, you know. So when he put me in and, you know, I actually you know, performed perform well, I think I scored like seven points in like, like two, three minutes. So. That was uh, that was a good step for me, but I mean, we got the win. But you know, ten day guys don't really get the opportunity to play that much, so yeah, I didn't exactly. play that much that game. Yeah. But the fact that he gave me the opportunity early in the first quarter was uh, was definitely a step for me. And I think um, the last game that I, it really let me know I got what it takes to play at that level was when we played the Wizards at home. Uh, I think Anthony Davis was hurt, and um, you know, guys was banged up, so it gave me opportunity to play. Yeah. And um, I played. I played really. I played. I played pretty well for the. Know, with the given minutes that I was given, so mm. it was um, that definitely you know opened my eyes and let me know, showed me what I had to work on and get better at for sure. Yeah, awesome. definitely. We we are going to speak about the fact that you're, you're pretty good against the Wizards, and we do want to speak about that a, a little bit later. Um, but just going through this all chronologically, so you finish that season, and then the Celtics pick you up um, and on a two way contract. So you know you played the preseason with the 2018 Celtics. How how for you did it feel playing for in in the Garden? I mean, it's one of the most renowned venues in in basketball. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna sit up here and say you know one building is more significant to the other because mm. unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't in a situation I wasn't in a situation where I had the opportunity to, you know be top draft pick. I could play in every arena. Yeah. you know what I mean, so my, for mm. me playing in any and every arena for me is. It's a special moment. I don't care if it's the guard or, I mean, whoever the worst, the worst arena is in the NBA. I don't care <laughs> it is. So, yeah. just me playing on the NBA floor is um, me being in the NBA arena with an NBA jersey on is is uh, special enough. So, I, each it don't matter if I'm in the Garden in Boston or in the Garden in New York. So, I mean, each of them, 
you know, they, they have the same value to me. Yeah, of course. Fair yeah, enough. That's a, that's a pretty fair point. Um, well, how was the atmosphere like in that locker room? And yeah, we, We've seen kind of the Celtics being talked about a lot this year. Everyone thought at the start of this season that, you know, they're clear favourites to make it to the NBA Finals, the, the, the biggest challenges in the East against uh, the Golden State Warriors. But we've kind of seen them maybe underperform expectations a little bit. Did you, did you have a sense of anything going into that locker room that things maybe weren't the same as what people on the outside were, were thinking? signs of, you know, guys not liking each other and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, from from what I've seen and what I experienced when I was there, that was a good group of guys, man, you know, that just family-oriented guys that, you know, they just want to just get better. And, um, you know, they really stay, they really about their business. Uh, I I mean, for the most part, when I was up there, I didn't see anything wrong. But like any, any family in the NBA, you're going to have trials and tribulations through the course of the season. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... I think the main thing with them was just chemistry issues. You know, they got guys that was that was basically hurt all playoffs last year. Yeah. And, you know, the guys that was there already, um, they performed well. So now the guys that's coming back, I think it was just a matter of, you know, just putting the pieces together. Mm. Yeah, definitely. After the Celtics, you head back to the G League, to the Windy City Bulls, and you have an absolutely phenomenal season. You have 21 points per game, and and a half assists four and a half rebounds, pretty much two steals a game. It's absolutely phenomenal. And then I would say from what I've seen, you get the call of your life. You get called up to play the last six games for the Bulls, your hometown team. We've spoken about being called up to the NBA and, and draft. Being called up for the Bulls, was that was that different? Was that more meaningful for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said, because me being called up to the NBA due to my circumstances is, uh, is a blessing in itself. But like, I, like you said, Especially being called to the Bulls because that's where I'm from. Mm. It definitely put a little icing on top of the cake, man. Because, uh, like I said, not so many people get the opportunity to play where they're from. Yeah. And I uh, play in front of their family and close friends. So it was definitely, uh, definitely, a, definitely added more juice to the juice to it for sure. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just playing. I think I think you played pretty well in in, in those six games that you played, um, which was which was also great to see. Um, well, my question to you: Why number twenty five? Well, is that a tribute to Derrick Rose at all? Is that trying to say that you know I've, I've watched it, how you play, and there is a you know a bit of similarity? Is that is that a tribute to Derrick? Yeah, I, I mean, me winning twenty five, it was uh, more than one reason. But um, you know, one reason is because my mom she played volleyball in high school. And um, you know, me and my mom got a got a real close relationship, so mm. I wanted to do something to you know to honor her, you know, as I'm playing. So um, that's one reason why I went 25. Another reason is Derrick Rose. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm all, I'm it, it, I'm real with it. It is what it is. You know, that's my favorite player growing up, for sure. And um, yeah, I like everything about his game, man. And, you know, I really kind of try to mold my game after his. I mean, add my own spice to it because I am left-handed, but. For sure, that was my favorite player growing up, and uh, yeah, and, and you know, just like you know, Kobe wanted to be like Mike, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's who I watched growing. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's yeah, my So that's why you know, that's why I watch all the time. I still watch him to this day. You know, just pick pick certain things that he do on the court, and you know, certain moves, and I, you know, I try to implement in my game. So you know, twenty five definitely is a testament to him as well as, as far as when. For my mother too so yeah and i think you can see that in your game the explosion that you have at least in those bull games was very reminiscent of of derrick rose in in this season but also more in, in 2011 and, and 2012 before before his injury yeah um which was great to see just that you know the fact that 
people comparing comparing us to is uh definitely a crazy crazy feeling for me because uh, yeah. like I said that's what my favorite player so to hear people call me you know the next Derrick Rose or you know maybe Derrick Rose 2.0 stuff like that <laughs> definitely uh definitely a good feeling man because like I said that is my favorite player and you know anybody got a favorite player and here like you know people across the world say you play like them and you move yeah. like them is uh Definitely a good sure. Look, I, I get it. Some of my friends call me um, Pal Gasol, but they also don't know anything about basketball or know who Pal Gasol is, and he's my favorite player. So <laughs> at least yours has, you know, some some reality in it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be, you know, it'd be quite special, Walt, if he uh, he ends up going back to the Bulls as well. And if you're there next year, that'd be uh, that'd be quite special. Oh yeah, that'd be crazy. Yes, definitely. That'd be great. Great to see. I guess that kind of leads on to, oh, we want to speak a little bit more about the 2018-2019 season, but we will speak about what what's next for you. And I guess you played six games. You were averaging, you know, about 20 points a game in at least three of them against Philly, Toronto and um, Washington. Um, were there any moments that really stood out for you? I know you speak about how special it is just to be in the NBA, but you were very important for those six games for the Bulls uh, in, in the one win they got through Washington. them against Washington as well. Are there any moments that for you really stood out? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a couple, you know, a couple key, uh, key moments that stood out. I mean, like I said, my first game in the United Center against the Toronto, where, you know, I, that's my first game there, period, and I, you know, mm. performed well. And just hearing the oohs and ahs of the crowd, and uh, that definitely was a good feeling for sure. Yeah. But um, I, I think my most memorable moment was the, the Washington Wizards game because, mm. you know, um, I started that game and, uh, you know, coach, I actually, I was playing well that game. I, I think that was my best game since I've been up there with the Bulls. And, uh, and the coach, you know, he threw a place for me to win the game down the stretch. And, uh, you know, I actually won the game up there, though. So that's definitely my most memorable game for sure. Yeah, we actually wanted to speak to you about that game because, of course, you hit the layup and then you go for the, the game winner, you get fouled and hit two free throws. What was going through your head during those uh, those free throws? Because I'm sure the the Wizards fans probably didn't want you to score them. So, <laughs> how did you uh, keep calm in that yeah. moment? Uh, I mean, at that point, you just gotta you just gotta go back to you know when you're in the gym all the time. Well, I gotta make ten in a row before I leave. Yeah, I can't leave the gym, so I make ten in a row, and it's been twenty times where I make nine, where I make eight, and I miss. So, I just go back to the times when you know, I just shoot free throws by myself. But the thing, I mean, the main thing that was going through my head was, I'm not going to vote for these down. Like, it's game time. Yeah. Let's go home. So, I mean, honestly, if you, if you put, you know, an inch down in your mind, you're going to miss. And, you know, I'm confident in myself and confident in what I do. Mm. So, I mean, I knew I was going to make them. Because I know I work on those, I work on my free throws all the time. So, especially in the clutch, I definitely, definitely pride myself on those. Because there's been plenty of times where, throughout my career, even in college, well, I miss game winning free throws. I miss game time free throws. So I definitely, um, definitely was a it was a big deal for me to make sure I went to the line, knowing I was gonna knock them both down. And that's that was my first time in my head. I'm gonna make these. I don't care what's gonna happen, but I know I'm gonna make both of them. And, and you did, and you won won the Bulls the game 
not not single-handedly. You had a team, but definitely very, very clutch at the end of that game. Yeah. Well, what we're going to ask you next, what, what, what's kind of your hope for the, 28, for, the, for the next season, the 2019-2020 season? Is there any kind of uh, talk with the Bulls yet? Can you, can you give us any insight or where, where you'd like to end up next? What's, what's kind of next for, for Walt? Uh, I don't know. I mean... Like I said, the season was just done. I, I like 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 you talked about, man. It's been a long season for me. I didn't start off in Boston, then I mm. went, you know, to Chicago, Winnie City, then um, you know, Bulls. So it's been a long season, but um, I don't know what's next for me. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I just wait, gotta wait for the season over. You know, see with my agent, talking, talk to the teams about the Bulls first, and I mean, even if it's not the Bulls, any other team that you know that's interested in, you know, hopefully it's um. They make a call and we can see where we can go from there. But, I mean, hopefully the Bulls, you know, be the first ones to step up to see what's going on, see what they want to do with me. But, like I said, I don't really know what's, uh, what's in store for me in the future. All I know is uh, I'm going to keep doing to what I what I know and what got me to where I was, you know, in order for me to get these opportunities. I just keep working hard, man, and uh, keeping my body right. That's the, most, that's the most important thing, keeping my body healthy and uh, just keep working on my game. Yeah, definitely. Look, we hope to see you next year in the NBA. That's that's for sure. The playoffs, as you as you mentioned, the, the season's not over and the playoffs are happening. Have you been watching the playoffs at all or, or following any teams? Every game. Every, every game. game? Every game, man. Yeah, because like I said, um, me playing in the NBA those six times, you know, six games, you know, when you're up there, you know, it's, uh, you got to pick up on certain things that you that you don't pick up on when using the G League. So I definitely learned a lot when I was up there. And now mm-hmm. that I got a taste of it for real this time, I definitely um, just want to lock in on a lot more. You know, just, just just pick up little pieces from, you know, every other little point guard that's in the playoffs that I can, you know, whether, you know, certain decision, decisions that they make or, you know, certain shots that they shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just how they just run the floor of the offense. So I'm really just locking in and, Paying attention to everything. It's not just one. I'm paying. I'm, with every series going on, I'm really just locked in, screwed, glued to the TV, and just trying to learn as much as I can. Yeah, well, I mean, we're also glued to the TV, but I reckon the way you're doing it is a lot more beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Because you know, like I said, most most people are just looking at it as a fan, like, oh, that was a nice move, but stuff like that. I'm actually, you know, paying attention to. Okay, how did he do that nice move? Or mm. what? was the reason that he made that decision to make that move in that certain situation, stuff like that. So that's that's really what I'm looking at when I watch the games now. Yeah, definitely. Is is there any team that you're like backing to win or you just kinda watching for the enjoyment? Uh, I mean I kinda grew up that stage being a fan. Uh, you know, wanting to win because like I said, I was I was just playing against some of those teams that's in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I kinda got from uh you know what I mean, I kinda got from uh Oh, this is my team. I want my team to win and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm just watching and I'm just learning as much as I can. Whoever wins, wins. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. What, what I was going to uh, just finish up with you, um, well, it was just just about your jersey we actually had a had a bet with uh, harry and i we both were both part of a nba fantasy league i ended up getting you and my team walt um and you delivered for me in those last six games and i, I ended I think, up beating I, harry i think delivered is an understatement you single-handedly managed to defeat my entire fantasy team from the games that you had in the nba it, it destroyed my team that wizards game was key for me walt um that, that was up man that's what's up <laughs> like thanks man i appreciate that 
Yeah, all good. And thank you so much for chatting with us on, on Calling Bank. We really appreciate it. Really excited to see what's in store for you next season and enjoy watching the rest of the playoffs. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Good luck for next year, Walt. A huge thank you to Walt Lemon Jr. for joining us on Calling Bank today. Make sure to check out Blitz Radio and the Jumper Network for all your NBA needs. We'll be back with another episode very shortly on Calling Bank. Did you call Bank?